Hey, this is Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, I'm Justin. It's been a little bit since we recorded. I've been uh, too busy going to work, you know? So it's been, what, like 20 days, Natalie, since we went to the Trump rally? Yeah. It's been a while since we've had a chance to record a new episode. But I'm here with my co-hosts, Evan, Stella, Natalie. Try to say hi at the same time. See if you can sync it up. That'd be cool. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Very close. Well, relatively close. <laughs> yeah. I might edit it so that it's a little closer together even. Oh. Try to <laughs> make it, do it together and then do one where it's like really far apart. <laughs> <laughs> so in the uh, the almost three weeks since we've recorded something, there's been a lot going on, but I think the, the most important thing that's been happening is the John Deere strike. Uh, the United Auto Workers have been on strike for about two weeks, I believe, and there's like 10,000 people on strike. So this is a huge moment in the, the labor movement in Iowa. Uh, and actually, the, the most recent news I saw about this is that an agreement has been reached between UAW leadership and John Deere. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, like uh, the four of us, none of us are in a union we're not like super qualified to talk about this stuff. So we uh, we brought a guest in and uh, this is someone who, if you've been involved with like uh, electoral politics in Iowa the past few years, you may already be familiar with him. Uh, I know this guy because he was a delegate for Bernie Sanders in 2016. He went on to do a little bit of work for the Green Party after that. Uh, I, I forget exactly what he did for the Kathy Glosson campaign, but he was... Uh, he did work for her in 2018, but most relevant for today's discussion, he's a member and the former president of the UAW Local 74 in Ottumwa. Please welcome to the show, Chris Larson. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for uh, spending some of your afternoon with us, Chris. Hey, no problem at all. I, we appreciate you helping us get our message out. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the goal here. So uh, we've all, we read like uh, the Jonah Furman piece in Labor Notes to kind of summarize what's been going on so far. But uh, Chris, since you are actually involved with this, can you tell us like why the strike is happening? What's, what's the deal here? Why are the workers upset with John Deere? Well, uh, you know, this has been a long time coming. Uh, back in 1997, Deere and Company uh, threatened to shut down facilities in Ottumwa and Ankeny. Uh, basically, they, they gave all the people hired before October 1st, 1997, uh, you know, a good deal. They voted on a contract and approved it. But anyone hired after 1st of October 1997 came in with a lot less wage, uh, pension about a third of their predecessors, um, no post-retirement health care, uh, different factor or pay factors in their incentive plan. So, you know, again, it's been a long time coming. Uh, the last time John Deere struck. Uh, that we struck John Deere was in 1986, which was at the height mm -hmm. of the farm crisis. And right. uh, we didn't have any leverage. Uh, now we have all the leverage. Uh, we've been telling our members to, for years now to prepare for the strike. Um, we're ready. We're embedded. Um, you know, we're manning these picket lines 24-7, rain, sleet, or snow. And, uh, you know, here's the condition. So Deere's in the wake of record profits. Uh, they're projected to make anywhere from 5.7 to $5.9 billion this year. Yeah, uh, they gave their CEO, John May, 160% uh, pay increase. Um, also, they rewarded their investors with a 17% uh, quarterly dividend hike there in August. And 
you know, basically the tentative agreement that uh, our negotiating team brought back with us, uh, we considered a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. And um, it was voted down by 90% of the voting members. Uh, so it sent a very clear and direct message, uh, not only to the deer negotiating team, but also our own negotiating team that, uh, you know, look, we know what the score is. Uh, we realize that they're behind on production. We know that the ag market is soaring. Uh, corn and soybean prices are up. Uh, farmers, are, farmers are harvesting their crops. That's when they get paid. That's when they want to buy uh, combines, tractors, balers, what have you. Uh, they need repair parts. Uh, you know, deer doesn't have the luxury of playing games with us. And uh, not only that, uh, you know, the cheap labor bubbles busting. You see that all around the country. Yes. Um, workers are demanding more. Uh, I think that this is a resurgence of the labor movement. And um, I know that UAW deer workers are, you know, proud to spearhead that and ready to take on that challenge. Hell yeah. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you have all the leverage now as opposed to back mm-hmm. in uh, the 80s, the last time there was a strike. Uh, what all goes ever. into that that lever ever? This is the first, this is the most mm-hmm. leverage you've ever had. Okay. And you mentioned that they're behind on uh, production. Is there anything else that goes sure. into that uh, leverage? Yeah. So the leverage is, uh, you know, they can't say they're not making any money. They're not under financial stress. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, they're you know projected to make about $6 billion in profits this year. Uh, they're staring down the barrel of uh, an infrastructure bill that they're going to make a cob of money on. I uh, apologize. No problem. You're fine. <laughs> it's a nice ringtone. Yeah. There's something <laughs> answer the phone down there. Um, uh, you know, couple that with uh, there's, you know, Look, there's more uh, that sells these products than the pretty green and yellow paint. You know, farmers aren't going to wait around forever. They're going to buy a blue tractor, a red tractor, you know, and they, they find value in the fact that it's made here in the Midwest by union labor. I mean, that's part mm-hmm. of the attraction. And also, it's not the premier job that it used to be, you know. Um, I mean, it's just not. They, uh, they're, they're struggling to hire people. And I don't think that's unique to deer. I think that's, um, you know, that's you know, all over the place. So again, you know, if they want to produce again, if they want to keep their customers happy, uh, you know, they should give us a fair shake and something equitable. Um, but so far the responses have been very um, you know, out of touch, arrogant, yeah. classist, you know, what have you. Look, I, uh, you know, I make uh, a little over $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, the proposed wage increase on the last tentative agreement um, was 5% out of the gate and then another 3% in uh, 2023, another 3% in 2025, which is about a couple bucks, you know, over a six-year labor agreement. Yeah. Um, will that even outpace inflation, you know, so. Doubtful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, the support from the community has been overwhelming. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we have food coming in here all day, every day long. Uh, if you go down to the picket lines, you'll see, uh, you know, Folks stopping by with cookies, donuts, pizzas, uh, driving by with honks of solidarity, uh, waving. And, you know, that helps empower us. Um, it helps us keep us going. So much appreciated. Fantastic. Yeah. Everyone, and, uh, I was just going to note. So everyone on the front lines of production, you were all deemed essential workers as well through the pandemic, which I'm sure is an extremely stressful experience. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially start out the get go, because uh, you know it was so unknown, nobody knew. But uh, yeah, we were deep yeah. essential right out, right off the uh, the, the beginning. Um, there was no shutdown for us, no um, you know lockdown. Uh, we went in there and worked every day, uh, potentially uh, exposing ourselves to the virus, uh, our family, our friends, and uh, you know this is the thanks we get. 
Yeah. yeah after yeah. delivering them a year of record yeah. profits. Yeah. 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 So again, I go back to how how touched they are and how uh, <laughs> you know, just the arrogance of the whole deal. Yeah. How did they deal with COVID like on site? Were they responsible with that, or what do you think? Well, sure, because it's okay. a liability issue, right? Um, yeah, sure. Number one priority when dealing with uh, your employees and dears, uh, liability, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they did. I mean, obviously, they have a legal team that uh, structures, you know, all the responses to COVID. You know, as it kind of evolved. Yeah. So for a while, you know, everybody had to wear masks at all times. And then it became if you were, you know, within three feet, somebody had put on a mask. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been challenging. Yeah, I'm sure. You mentioned, too, that, you know, it's not even it sounds like the the thanklessness is one thing, but also they've been quite vindictive, like threatening to take away all of the strikers health insurance for themselves and their families and doing a bunch of other Bad stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, look, uh, that didn't work out so well for GM a few years ago when they uh, dropped their their employees' uh, health insurance. Uh, Played out very bad in the media, and we were ready to beat them up with it if they tried it. Look, it's not bargaining in good faith if you use your employees' health coverage that they depend on as a tool to manipulate an OES vote. So... uh, yeah, I don't think it was out of good faith, but uh, more to save face, um, you know, keeping us plugged into our health insurance. Yeah. I right. mean, I mean, because there's people that depend on prescriptions, they, you know, people with serious medical issues. And yeah, it wouldn't look good for them. Absolutely. And you mentioned that the last offer they made was voted down uh, by 90% of the members. Yep. Um, do you expect for, I mean, the offer that the agreement that was reached today, uh, do you expect they've made like, big changes because of the overwhelming rejection last time? I would like to think so. Uh, <laughs> what I, what I've been saying is that in Deere's position was as a Buffalo, you know, around uh, our negotiating team that uh, you're not getting any more money out of us. Uh, I think they had the, the, the conception that they could go back up there and like, okay, if you guys voted down, we're going to reshuffle this money around. Uh, but what we're saying is we want a bigger bucket of money. Yeah, uh, we want a bigger pie, not a bigger slice of pie. And, um, you know, we think that we're entitled to that. Um, they're not going to make projects if it's not for us. As far as, you know, uh, expectations, you know, coming from this tenant agreement, which we will see a, a digital highlighted summary uh, tomorrow at noon. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, you know, some words I've been hearing around here is uh, cautiously pessimistic. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we haven't seen anything that's uh, real encouraging so far, but, you know, again, yeah. uh, we'll take a fair look at it and a fair assessment. And um, if it's not good enough, we'll send them back to the negotiating table. Hmm. Yeah. It's really uh, being in a union seems so cool <laughs> compared to like to like what I've experienced where, you know, you have you you are able to withhold your labor if you're offered a deal that doesn't, you know, meet your satisfaction. It's really inspiring to see this happen. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are inspired by that. Um, so, look, you know, United Auto Workers was at one time the most powerful union in the country, mm-hmm. in the world. And we do have a collective bargaining process. We have the right to strike. And, you know, that is becoming more and more unique uh, with American yeah. workers. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you don't have a union um, and there are some issues with unions, there's some issues with our union, uh, we're going to reform it. Uh, we actually 
we got recode. Uh, we have a federal monitor because of all the corruption that was going on above us. And uh, yeah. we're ready to kick out that corporate syndicate and uh, make some real changes. And, um, yep. <laughs> and is that uh, the people you, you, you're looking to kick out? Are those the people making the negotiations right now? Well, uh, so how it lines out is, uh, yeah, our chief negotiator is called Chuck Browning. Uh, he's mm-hmm. part of international. Uh, you have some international service reps that are there too. Uh, you also have the president, local president and local chairman from each of the bargaining units uh, that participate in that. As far as about bringing back a tentative agreement, it's those local uh, chairmen who vote whether to bring it back to the membership or not. Okay. And so I, I think they got, you know, I think they got the hint when uh, we voted it down. So we'll see what happens. Good. Good. Yeah. Do Do you feel like this is like a a turning point in the sort of labor capital relations? Because, like you said, it's sort of been a downgrade as far as the contracts you've been getting. They've been, you know, introducing the two tier system. So do you feel like this is kind of a turning point where we might start to see better deals in the future for for labor? I mean, absolutely. You know, we've went through 25 years of concessionary contracts. Uh, you know, the stars have lined up for us now, and we're ready to make gains on it. You know, I hear this month's been called Striketober. Uh, we're obviously yeah. not the only union um, demanding better uh, wages and benefits. Uh, you kind of see it around the country, and that's why, I, I, you know, I say that, uh, you know, it is a rebirth of the, the American labor movement, and um, the, really the support is behind us. Uh, you know, even the narrative in corporate media has been really favorable to us. So, yeah. And look, I'm not supposed to talk to the media. Uh, we're oh. under direct. Uh, yeah. You're not supposed to talk to media. If any media comes up to you, you send them to the union hall, union hall will direct them to the solidarity house in Detroit. Um, their spokesperson, Brian Rothenberg will give you some canned response. Like we're working diligently to improve the, betterment of our workers, blah, 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 members. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's not going to sell this. Um, mm-hmm. What's going to sell this to the American public? Um, this war of attrition is, you know, getting a Joe six pack on the line like me um, mm-hmm. telling the story. Uh, we also want people to know too, that we're not just an angry mob of workers. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a family thing. If you go down to the picket line, you'll see kids, you'll see, uh, you know, we have generations of people that work here. Um, that, you know, their father might have worked there. They worked there, you know, their their son, their daughter, uh, aunts, uncles. So, you know, the workers here are heavily invested in deer and they are in us. And uh, we want to make something, um, like I said, that's uh, equitable and get back to work. So are you going to get in trouble for talking to us? Well, no, I've been talking to everyone. So um, <laughs> <laughs> Google my name, you'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, your name is in the the Jonah Furman article that we read to prepare for today. Well, Jonah's a cool guy, and he's yeah. one one of the you know I consider him a friend and one of the the people really on our side from the beginning and putting it out mm-hmm. there. Uh, Tyler Jett uh, from the Des Moines Register has done some yeah. really in depth articles from the beginning. Uh, yeah, we can't thank those guys enough. But uh, you know, I have a constitutional rights I can speak, and um, you know, I've never prescribed to just blindly following what international says. So there you go. Uh, well, I have a target <laughs> on my back when I go back to work, probably, but I usually do. So I hope not. We don't have that big of an audience. <laughs> yeah. uh, possibly 500 people might hear this. So this could, yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, hopefully, uh, yeah. 
And I love your name too, Hard Rock Cocker. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, man. <laughs> you guys are awesome. You guys are all in Iowa City. Stella and I are in Iowa City. Evan and Natalie are over in Des Moines. I got you. Yeah, cool. but we're all originally from Cedar Rapids, so we're kind of yeah. We grew yeah. up together. More yeah. Eastern focused, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, important, and you know, after you know, I went through a little bit of a hard time too. Uh, you know, the whole progressive movement. You know, kind of came to an end at the Bernie, uh, you know, got cheated in another primary and, yeah. you know, I lost my election, my brother the same day. Um, so it's been really hard. And, you know, if you had asked me two years ago, you know, if we'd be having this conversation, I would probably said no. You know, as awful as this pandemic's been, uh, and it really has, it's had a little bit of a silver lining for us uh, just because it made part issues. Uh, supply issues for deer let's put them behind on production which obviously you know helps us uh coming in on a uh, labor agreement negotiation so yeah yeah i remember kind of uh early on in the pandemic i, I was thinking about it as sort of like a, a curtain being removed like all of the the exploitation of of workers was being laid bare like it was just very it was impossible to avoid at that point yeah. like people are being forced yeah. into very unsafe circumstances and like any job that you had to work in person it was just awful for a really long time and it know, was. still is yeah and there's you know there's a lot of people you know very scared and you know i've known people that have died from this i mean it's not yeah. something to take lightly i hate how politicized this became yeah. right mm-hmm. Um, I think that's awful. And one of the things, uh, you know, here we have a very divided membership politically. Mm-hmm. Kind of depends on what flavor of corporate media you're watching. Um, <laughs> but the cool thing is we've set all that aside and, you know, we're all standing in solidarity. And I've never seen that much out of this membership. So that's, great. Um, that's very encouraging. And, you know, hopefully when the dust settles, uh, you know, some of our members will be reflective about, you know, who uh, came up and um, supported us. On that, uh, you know, I even had a call from Bernie Sanders um, to ask, you know, how he could support us. And, uh, you know, he bought us pizza for a picket line and he brought his uh, videographer, uh, Armand, down and made a cool video for us. We could push out and uh, wrote a letter to John May. So we really appreciate that. That's great. Yeah. And we encourage anybody to, uh, you know, come down and stand with us on our picket line. Uh, we just hope that, you know, it's more than just a photo op you know, to get a picture with a UAW strike sign. Um, yeah. But, Have you been getting a lot of good uh, photo ops though? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've had some folks down here and, you know, again, we've got, you know, facilities in Waterloo and Ankeny and Dubuque and, mm-hmm. you know, all around. So, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I've, I've been a little too busy with work to really like participate in any of this. But, uh, if I, if I come out to a Tumwa, like what should I bring with me to help you guys out? You know, really, be the we're, best way. Come walk on the picket line with us. Wow, uh, that's okay. you know something. No cost you any money other than your gas money. A mm-hmm. uh, little investment in time, but as far as like supplies and stuff, we are really well supplied. Fantastic. Um, I've never, I've never ate so good. No, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> Starve me out, shit. I'm gonna come back to work fat. So, <laughs> and a chain smoker, but uh, yeah, we're doing okay. What's the be- so? What's the best thing you've eaten? on the picket line well i'm a vegetarian um so most of it's meat um but (laughs) yeah i mean we've got a lot of uh tenderloins and just so many local businesses like burger king here is like 
daily giving us food. Um, wow. There's a local bar that's bringing in, like I said, tenderloins all the time, um, Taco John's. I mean, even businesses you might not think would be supporting something like this are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll have random people that'll go buy four or five pizzas and just pull up the picket line. Here you guys go. Um, and at times it's more than we can handle as far as like perishable food items. Uh, but we're yeah. trying to be responsible about it uh, and stuff that we can't use and can be reused, giving it to uh, Blessings, a local soup kitchen here. Yeah. Uh, cool. You know, something uh, to feed people that you know, are in need. It's so interesting how like the community is coming together and treating you so much better than your employer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned Tell too, me like like families coming together, standing on the picket line together, and yep. I'm not sure if it's something I read or heard about this story, but um, the whole going back to like in '97 when they came up with the two tiers of different types mm-hmm. of workers, and then one of the early deals they were offering you was another third tier, which would be even yeah. worse than the <laughs> than the second one. And folks at the union basically saying like, well, no, like I want this to be a good job for my child yeah. should they choose to join the organization. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. So, uh, you know, as we look at this, we see the, you know, the paltry wage increase. We see, you know, no address to our, you know, failing incentive plans, which are inherently designed to fill. Mm-hmm. Um no improvement to the pension plan, but, you know, really the non-starter for me, uh, it's no vote right out of the get-go is employees hired after the 1st of November of this year on that last tenant agreement uh, would not be eligible for a secure defined pension, but rather a 401k match for the employer. Uh, um, were, yeah. were they calling what, so what exactly is oh, yeah. choice plus the choice plus? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sounds I'm a little great. unclear on that too. You know, look. <laughs> sounds like you got a lot of choices. Plus, <laughs> plus maybe a stock market crash. You know, <laughs> I believe I come from the school of thought that you know your retirement should be secure. I don't want to see somebody coming in after me. You know, their whole retirement plan being in a Wall Street speculation portfolio. Yeah. You know, and you know, again, we got to look at who's coming after us and. Uh, you know, those are going to be our kids, you know, the kids down the street, maybe a neighbor. Um, and I don't want to look back and having people call me a sellout. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like you're pulling up the ladder after you once exactly. you've reached a certain level. Yeah. yeah. And there's been a lot of bitterness about what happened to us in 97. So mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. Well, that, that may have been maybe that was the point was to like foster a kind of bitterness between one level of people and the other. So they don't band together well, I like mean, this. It's not that bad anymore, but I mean, you know, Deer did have the perfect divide and conquer strategy back yeah. in the mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they, you know, again, think that they can do it again. Um, and I believe that the membership is, uh, if this is not a good contract for everyone, that they'll vote it down and, um, yep, send them back to the table. Yeah. Strike's not over. Still striking. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm a little hung up on on one thing. You mentioned Burger King and Taco John's have been <laughs> providing you food. Yeah. Do you do you, is that like the franchise owners, or do you think the workers are like going rogue and giving you food? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it seems so like crazy for a business owner to be supporting you that much. Well, actually, right. so, I mean, like, the people they see coming in every day are the workers, right? Yeah, you I know? guess their customers it's are you community. guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just it. You know, uh, let me preface it with this. Um, 
what stimulates the economy, what creates job growth is uh, when you put money in the hands of workers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they tried to sell this trickle down economics. We know that's a bust. And I think a lot of these business owners not only support us, uh, but they understand too, when you know, the dust all settles here that um, we're going to remember, you know, who helped feed us and, you yeah. know, uh, give their dollars to that. As far as like, you know, the Burger King and things like that, you know, we know, like the manager and talk to the owner, really cool and supportive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, I can't, like, I knew we'd get support, but uh, just the amount of it, uh, it's just been crazy. So I've been really inspired in like, not saying that social media is reflective of people in general, but I've seen nothing but like positive comments about the strike and it didn't used to be that way like as far as commentary on unions and it's been really inspirational to me and I don't know it's the it's the best I've felt for a really long time so I just like absolutely commend you for what you're doing and I'm so glad the community is behind you they are and we we feel it and uh you know empowers us you know to do what we're doing so yeah we're very appreciative yeah well, uh, you mentioned the, um, or we talked about uh, deer trying to pull health care from striking workers. Um, has there been any mm -hmm. other sort of, uh, oh, they, sorry. <laughs> they reversed well, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there was rumors going around that they were, um, that it would expire on the 27th. That's when they pay yes. their premium for the next right. month. Right, right. But no, they didn't. Uh, they didn't respond to any immediate things, but they basically just said indefinitely they're, they're keeping the healthcare insurance up. And like I said, you know, they, they didn't want to uh, bloodied up from, you know, pulling it away from us because it wouldn't work out well for them. But there has been some false information given out by Deer, uh, I believe, yeah. as far as the healthcare. Uh, they're claiming that they pay $12 an hour per employee uh, for healthcare coverage. Mm -hmm. If you figure that up, just over a 40-hour work week over a year's time, they're claiming that they spend about $24,960 per employee. Uh, I call bullshit. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, you know, Deer used to have their own private health insurance company. So anybody hired here, that was under Deer's health insurance. Uh, in late 2005, uh, they sold that to United Healthcare, uh -huh. which is who we have now. You know, for like five hundred million in a stock exchange, so they're very heavily vested in United Healthcare, and I think you know to get us to bite on that, they're giving twelve dollars an hour for health coverage and to inflate like what our actual compensation is. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. You know, it's just being, yeah, not true. <laughs> okay, so aside from the the potential of them pulling healthcare, um, there was also. They tried to get uh, like an injunction to outlaw picketing or something. What happened there? So uh, they did get one in Davenport mm -hmm. and they tried to get a judge to sign one in Ankeny, uh, which their legal team beat back and they won. Mm -hmm. And, you know, down here, I can't speak for any of the other locals, but uh, we tried to run a clean picket line. Uh, we instruct everyone that uh, you know they can't obstruct or impede any of the trucks coming in or out. Yeah, uh, We can't threaten the drivers. You know, we got a uh, a military surplus tent, you know, down there. We got bills around it. And, you know, we're really entrenched. Uh, <laughs> we did get the proper permits from the city. The police the chief signed off on and city administrators. So, you know, we were even getting pushback from uh, the LR guy here uh, that we need to move it back. Uh, and really, they have no jurisdiction over it. 
Yeah. Um, as long as we don't block the line of sight, uh, you know, down the street, you know, for people pulling out, trucks pulling out, we're good. Mm-hmm. But as far as the injunctions, yeah, I, I believe there's one up in Davenport, but that's the only place I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Has there been any other sort of like, uh, I guess, retaliation efforts from the company that you've seen? Not really. Um, you know, they're, they're playing everything pretty close to their vest. So a lot of it's, they have a legal team and then they're, they're yeah. under instructions on how to, uh, you know, how to proceed and everything they do. So like, if you try to get a comment from deer Tube, uh, like an immediate person, they're going to give you, you know, some canned response that, um, much like, uh, international UAW would. Yeah, maybe we should try to uh, solicit comments from from Deer. What do you think? After yeah, there you go. after we're done with Chris, we'll try <laughs> try to get the other side of the argument. <laughs> We've never done that, and we're not going to start. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean you can, but I mean I'll, I'll tell you what they're going to say. You're going to get uh, yeah. They're committed to giving their employees blah blah blah. Yeah. And, so. You're going to get the form letter. Yep. We're not interested in being fair and balanced here. So. No, this is a very objective news source. We're very fair. That's oh, why you got a political yeah. dissident like me on. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, uh, kind of in line with the healthcare thing, um, there was a big sort of thing in the media last year about Medicare for All causing tensions within unions as far as... Mm. The leadership trying to, since they go to all of the efforts to negotiate for better health care for their workers, um, yep. that there is a lot of, or, you know, it was reported in the media, and I don't know about UAW, but a lot of tension reported. So I'm just kind of wondering if you've seen any sort of shift in maybe the opinions on either leadership or worker sides in favor of, uh, you know, more of a socialized medicine sort of system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you bring up a great point. Um, and as far as like what universal health care would advance workers, I mean, it's huge. You know, so if you can take your health care, leave your job and go down the road and get another job, uh, that forces uh, employers to be more competitive with their wages. Uh, you're right, too. Um, why would the international UAW, among others, be behind it? I can tell you that we passed a resolution at the 2018 uh, Constitutional Commission in Detroit to support universal uh, health care, um, yeah. but with our feckless leadership, um, they've done nothing with it. You know? So, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we be pushing um, to get a universal health care? That's one thing that we wouldn't have to bargain for mm-hmm. um, that would allow us to free us up to uh, negotiate, you know, better wages and pensions and things of that nature. Why? You guess as good as mine. Um, but yeah, we Folks like me are still trying to push that issue. And I, I think, uh, you know, with our membership, too, maybe there's a lot of misinformation. Um, and it's easy just to throw that S word around, right? Yes, um, yes. And as far as the catchphrase, I'm sure you guys have all heard it. But, uh, you know, we're like the only major industrialized country in the world that doesn't have some sort of socialized medicine. Yeah. Um, but again, it's because we have a political system that's uh, characterized by legalized bribery. And mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. Yeah, we agree with you there. (laughs) You know, a feckless leadership uh, not doing anything with like the platform or the constitution passed by their members. I mentioned earlier that uh, I was familiar with Chris because of the 2016 (laughs) Bernie campaign. And that reminded me so much of the uh, Iowa Democratic Party conventions of that year where the delegates passed this like super progressive list of, uh, you know, platform planks. 
and I, I, I don't know what their platform says now, but like, I don't think they made any move towards, for example, legalizing all drugs. Uh, <laughs> I was there when that happened. We actually had to wait. We had to wait till the Clinton supporters went home. And yeah, we passed them out. With it. But, uh, you know, platforms are about as useless as the paper. They're not worth the paper they're printed on. Right. Um, that's what I it mean, seems like, yeah. Some of us have followed that platform since you passed yeah. it. So. <laughs> no, me too. But, uh, but um, you know, the, the IDP was awful. You know, we went to Pennsylvania. It was, you know, it was getting shut down. Uh, we, you know, we were right down up front. The Iowa delegation was. And, I remember seeing video of you, yeah. Yeah, New York Times did a... Uh, followed me around for a day and uh on the day we did the roll call the walkout um mm-hmm. but literally uh when obama spoke i sat up there with a no oligarchy sign and uh <laughs> the whole time all 45 minutes and it was a lot <laughs> intense weird experience uh, yeah. all these thousands of people looking at you but literally the dnc sent people down I, they were like swarmy had one guy talking crap in my ear they had people trying to knock down my signs it was a surreal experience uh, wow. but just goes to show you, uh, the lengths that they're willing to go to, uh, to preserve their power. And, um, you know, so we got a, a trifecta in Washington, DC right now, right? Democrats right. own both legislative chambers. They have the white house. Mm-hmm. What are they doing for labor? You know, we still have a minimum wage. It's been on the books since 2009. Uh, why aren't we putting in a, uh, federal, repeal to right to work yep states um and that's one of the things we're really proud of here at uaw local 74 with right to work in this state being for 70 years uh we have zero scabs so proud of that that's awesome yeah yeah it seems like you you've been making a lot more progress uh on the the labor side of things do you plan on uh involving yourself in electoral politics much in the future <laughs> i mean i've never ruled anything out but um I mean, on a personal level, I don't know that I have like the support that I need. And, you know, it's, it's a big investment, you know, yeah, uh, in your time. And, you know, uh, I try not to read social media about stuff that I've been saying, you know, cause I don't want to influence what I'm talking about, but, uh, um, sure. in the current political environment, I know. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, like I said, I wouldn't rule it out. We'll just have to see. And hopefully, um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the uh, the photo ops earlier. Are you seeing much uh, like genuine support from elected officials? Anything like that? Well, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like Joe Biden when he was campaigning, <laughs> you know, self-proclaimed to be the most pro-union president yeah. in history. And uh, where you at, Joe? Never heard well, him talk about the pro act. They, they yeah. asked him, um, you know, workers at John Deere are striking. And he said, that's their right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. We know. We do great know. endorsement. Yep. Reaffirming your right there, which is great. Yeah. So it, <laughs> they, they promise the world when they're campaigning and, uh, <laughs> you know, deliver on very little uh, once they get in office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It was a pleasure meeting all of you. And hopefully someday maybe I can meet you in person. Uh, I've done a lot of organizing in Iowa City. I haven't got up there yeah. lately for much but uh pandemic and different things have kind of put a hold on that but that, yeah i always yeah. loved uh organizing at the vine what a free venue they had 
Mm. you know, food and drinks. And <laughs> yeah. You can always find somebody in Iowa city ready to play some music and uh, get people out there. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, well, is there going to be a picket tomorrow in Ottawa? Uh, tomorrow we're going to do uh, we're going to have a big Halloween thing. So right at the <laughs> yeah. picket line, there's a bike trail. Uh, we're going to have people dressing up and uh, yeah, just kids coming by. We're going to give them a bunch of candy. So, <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Yeah. Again, you know, like I said, it's a family deal. It's not just angry workers. That's yeah. what it's about. Well, I, I have a day off tomorrow, so I'm I'm considering coming down. That might be fun. Come on down, brother. Let me know yeah. and I'll accommodate you. <laughs> All right, for sure. Well, yeah, Chris, thank you so much for talking to us, giving us a, a little bit more of a an experienced and knowledgeable uh source for all of the stuff that's going on. Like I said, we're I felt very unqualified. <laughs> No, you guys are great. Uh, you know, spreading the words, you know, part of it, you can't be expected to know every little ins and out of right. uh, every labor struggle going on. So yeah. uh, I was happy to uh, help explain it the best I could. And uh, it's been a real pleasure being on your show. Yeah, we appreciate so it as well. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks. Come back anytime. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. See you later, Chris. Solidarity. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, great. So that was our, like, the important part of the episode where we talked to a, a local labor leader about the the biggest strike that's happened since we've been alive. <laughs> but uh, now we're going to talk about uh, some very important, like, opinion stuff. Um, Equally important. Yeah. I, oh, it was updated yesterday. Okay, this it might be even better oh, no. than it was before. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I came across this piece that was in the Iowa State Daily. It's written by a guy named Aaron Brown. And I think, you know, traditionally on our show, we've kind of avoided talking about too much of like letters to the editor or like college students, terrible articles, because it's a, it's a little bit like, yeah, like maybe they're going to be bad. A little too mean for Iowa's meanest podcast. <laughs> we punched down, but not that down. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think one, once I proposed uh, this like really stupid letter to the editor in the register, and I think Evan said it wasn't a worthy target, which is <laughs> something that stuck with me. <laughs> oh. I should be hunting for more worthy targets on the show. I don't remember that, but <laughs> this one I think uh, it like is so funny that it is a worthy target, <laughs> and it relates a little bit to uh, what Natalie and I saw at the Trump rally. Uh, the The title of the piece is "Let's Go, Brandon." which is uh, something we learned about at the rally when the plane flew over us with a banner that said, let's go, Brandon. Brandon Brown is a, a very talented driver for a uh, lower budget team. So, you know, I'm in favor of it. Yeah. And now, we, yeah, we have our uh, racing expert on the show now yeah. to give us more Evan's insight. Evan's been saying, let's go, Brandon, since been, day yeah. one. That was his first win in any of the NASCAR top series. So, oh, like, man. That, that sucks for him that his whole <laughs> his whole uh, first win got just ruined by this. <laughs> yeah, it's completely tied up in this uh, culture war bullshit. <laughs> is he... Does he ever, is he like a political guy at all? Has he made uh, any sort of statements? I don't know much about him, but I don't yeah. think, I'd imagine he's keeping a fucking low profile on this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if they yeah. asked him about it and he was like, thanks for the support. I mean, he probably, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to generalize about the political opinions of NASCAR drivers, but. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Dale Earnhardt was obviously like a revolutionary communist, like all the <laughs> like all the Facebook pages say, right? These, uh, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he cut a uh, he had a, a black housekeeper, and he apparently yeah. she was offended by his uh, Confederate flag bumper sticker. So there's like a story that he cut the bumper sticker off his car, or at least he he left yeah. the part about Southern pride, but he cut the Confederate flag <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, that's that's cool. You know, he respected her enough to do that. Yeah. Well, Dale, Dale Jr. is a lib, so. Great. <laughs> Welcome to the fold, Jr. <laughs> yeah. What about Dale the third? <laughs> uh, he's got two daughters, so there's. I don't oh, okay. think either of them are named Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like the Dale Earnhardt uh, dynasty legacy in the same line <laughs> as uh the hank williams descendants yeah, yeah. <laughs> like george foreman like making yeah, all yeah. your kids your same name <laughs> anyway uh we've got uh aaron brown's uh let's go brandon article in the iowa state daily i've never i don't think i've ever read an opinion piece from iowa state daily and but i certainly will be after this uh, <laughs> so starting in here with aaron's words at the talladega speedway in florida brandon brown won this year's sparks 300 race the second in nascar's xfinity series people across america have rushed to purchase let's go brandon water bottles hats bumper stickers and flags from florida to washington at sporting events of all kinds you will hear let's go brandon shouted in unison from the crowd you may have seen TikToks trending hashtags. <laughs> At school board meetings, Lesco Brandon is signing up to speak. And he spelled that L-E-S-C-O, like it's a person's name, Lesco Brandon. Nice. Tesla owners are changing their car horns to proclaim, let's go Brandon. <laughs> the Tesla owner contingent, I'm, huh? That was the stupidest thing. Like, sometimes a source is good enough. I'm going to need to see this actual Tesla car making yeah. that noise. I didn't know they had, like, custom horn ringtones. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, no, I'm sure they do, yeah. <laughs> you used to be able to play what's that grime song? Uh <laughs> I don't know any grime song. I don't know so any I don't grime know. songs either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I'm thinking about a uh, a Tesla that's got the uh the Confederate flag on the top and it, it plays <laughs> Dixie when you hit the horn. Yeah. <laughs> General Lee Tesla. Yeah. Uh, there's gotta be at least one of those out there, like hundred percent. Oh man. That's <laughs> we're on the hunt now for that. The phrase was the concluding remark of a speech given by one of Florida's representatives in Congress, while other congressmen are donning masks with the slogan. For those not in the loop, nobody cares about Brandon Brown. Oh, <laughs> hey. Come on, man. He's doing Did a worthy job. Did you interview his Come mom? On. He won first place in the That's Sparks. Right. Yeah. It was the Sparks. It was the second in the Xfinity. Yeah, I don't know what that uh, is even referring to because <laughs> it's the second race at Talladega that year. I don't know <laughs> what that's referring to. The Xfinity series. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was saying it's the second highest series in NASCAR, I think. I don't know, man. Xfinity, isn't that like Mediacom? Yeah, it's Comcast, actually. Uh, <laughs> Does Comcast own Mediacom now? Uh, no, Comcast doesn't own Mediacom, but they have this whole Xfinity uh, m like internet service thing. I don't, yeah. The only reason I know this is because I've watched, unfortunately, 
a decent amount of NASCAR in my day. <laughs> so. Oh, and they, they tell you all about the cable yeah, providers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. They pay for that fucking, they pay for that name on the series, so you got to oh, hear yeah. about it. That's not cheap. Maybe some, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. I know, like, you're very excited to get through this letter. <laughs> Maybe someday if we get enough money on the Patreon, we can sponsor uh, (laughs) a race car. (laughs) That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, there is that uh, race car driver that shares my name. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Justin Comer. Yeah. Maybe we could put an ad on the hood of his car or something. Yeah. He's the only one we could choose. (laughs) Right now, we could do a Pinewood Derby car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so anyway, uh, Aaron, uh, he claims that no one cares about Brandon Brown. And I will mm-hmm. note, they both have the last name Brown. So mm-hmm. potentially they're cousins or something. Yeah, I think, what is the paper? The Iowa State? Daily. Daily. I mean, mm-hmm. did they fact check to or do any kind of research to see if there is a familial relation happening? <laughs> like I Sounds mentioned, like a so, conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah they published definitely. this on the on the 28th and it says at the top that it was updated on the 29th so maybe there will be like that kind of disclaimer at the end yeah but i'm not gonna <laughs> it skip. is typically yeah. the iowa state dailies policy that angry third cousins cannot <laughs> cover <laughs> stories about their distant relatives <laughs> <sighs> no one cares about you brandon <laughs> <laughs> So no one cares about Brandon Brown. But his win has brought America together only accidentally. People across America have been chanting, fuck Joe Biden. But he doesn't spell out fuck. It's F and then three dashes. That's a step too far for the Iowa State Daily. Uh, My sister asked me, she was like saying like, yeah, I've been saying like, let's go Brandon all the time because like, fuck Joe Biden. And I'm like, (laughs) she's like, yeah, there's all these good reasons to hate Joe Biden. I'm like, I agree. But like, people are going to get the wrong thing from that. She thought it it was like some like leftist thing to say, let's go Brandon. I was like, no, it was at a NASCAR race. It was at a NASCAR race. Yeah. Horseshoe theory. I think the the leftist (laughs) equivalent is... Fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, just fuck Joe Biden. Just <laughs> keep just it simple. It. Yeah, keep it yeah, classic. Yeah. Well, yeah. he says that people have been chanting fuck Joe Biden, just the uncensored slogan, at sporting events for quite a while now. When being interviewed by NBC reporter Kelly Stavist, the crowd behind Brown was expressing their love for our dear leader. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. And this is Talladega, which is in the heart of Alabama. Um, yes. I think maybe good, uh, like source ma- or you know, secondary material would be the All Gas No Breaks video on Talladega. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, where he goes to the uh, infield and interviews people who camp out there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. All. Uh, I also interesting uh, crowd there. While we're on the subject, <laughs> the last uh, Channel Five video about the Uhuru march for reparations is incredible incredible yes they're they're putting out great stuff right now (laughs) the nbc reporter could not handle the truth and decided to lie her lie was so (laughs) futile i suppose she did not realize how good her crew's microphones are (laughs) but but we know what they're saying though raps loza alexander yeah, she definitely didn't hear. That's why she didn't have like big monitors on or anything. <laughs> well, it's because she was lying for the mainstream media. <laughs> it's not that she just wanted to it's like uncomfortable and yeah, yeah. C- cover for her cameras picking up obscenities that will get them an FCC fine. <laughs> yes, 
Do you know who Loza Alexander is? It's a rapper, apparently. Nope. I don't know. At time of publication, six of the top ten rap and hip-hop songs on iTunes are various <laughs> raps about Let's Go, Brandon. The oh, really? top two songs over all others are Bryson Gray's version and uh, Loza Alexander's. They are catchy and have important messages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna listen to them immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's giving a lot of credit to people who are just hijacking the fucking algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's hard to get at the top of iTunes anymore. Like, yeah, no one's buying like music on iTunes now. <laughs> right, only the kind of old people who would care about like a Brandon and it's, then this it's dude, a bunch apparently. of yeah Republican boomers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I would say Ghost Boys, The Signal, is still my favorite rap. I guess we'll listen to that later. If you, not to body shame him, but like if you look at a photo of the guy who wrote this article, he looks exactly like the Midwestern white guy who loves rap. <laughs> yeah, he's got an egghead. I think, I think another reason I don't feel so bad about talking about a college student's uh, article is that he looks like he's in his 40s. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is an adult who's getting a degree later in life, which is fine. He's just expressing his like dog shit opinions and terrible writing in the paper. I don't know. There's always that one kid on yeah. your dorm floor who looks like he's 55. I think oh being my God, young Republican automatically ages you at least yeah. a decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too, maybe. Yeah. Despite Gray's song being more popular than any song by Adele, Walker Hayes, or Ed oh, Sheeran. come on, man. <laughs> YouTube Stop has banned yourself. his rap. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Walker Hayes? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> Sounds like a country singer. I don't know. Uh, you ask questions, they start banning. Rap's gray. You might not be a fan of rap, though. Swamp Johnson, Forgiato Blow, and Edison have you covered <laughs> with... <laughs> I think you should leave skit where Tamida Crew is just making up names. <laughs> the, yeah, from the Colgate hour. <laughs> Swamp Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> and the Blue. Well, those three artists, uh, they have you covered with banjo, rock, and EDM versions oh, of Let's boy. Go Brandon songs. Banjo. My How about yeah. all three, man? <laughs> Swamp Johnson, the banjo player, the famous <laughs> banjo player. We've been saying this a lot lately, but uh, Natalie, all the stars are here. <laughs> uh, at time of publication, so that's uh, two paragraphs in a row that he started with that phrase, at time of publication. You won't be able to find a response by NBC. It's rare for the big media to acknowledge trends so cringe to them, yet so based to others. Oh, oh my God, man. no, no. The dichotomy of based and cringe. No, I can never say based again. This is the can last you, time. Can you imagine like the director of communications and PR for NBC, NBC coming out and being like, we realized it was just too based. <laughs> too based to some. They have like a program that they run it through and it says this is this is too cringe or too based. Ding! Too cringe. They only, yeah, you're right. It has to be cringe actually. Uh, oh my god. That's only so 
embarrassing for him. Oh my God, what a loser. If you listen to our show and you live somewhere where you can get a print copy of Iowa State Daily <laughs> and like you can see that in print, I would love a copy. <laughs> Reach out. So please. cringe. Oh my God. Yeah, because like the media has a really big problem. Like NBC has a really big problem printing cringy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Brandon, is not merely a chant to secretly condemn the president with approval ratings lower than crooked Nixon. The slogan is a proclamation that you are aware that big media lies, has lied, and will continue to lie. Nowadays, 90% of media is owned by just six corporations. That is a, there's a link there going to a businessinsider.com article. Nice. Business Insider. <laughs> Which one of the six is owns Business Insider? <laughs> exactly. Is it the same one that owns us? <laughs> uh, side note, uh, I know you saw this, Evan, but George Soros is now funding Iowa Starting Line. <laughs> I love oh, that. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, fighting that disinformation. I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> Famously. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, Brandon, is the reply when the media blatantly lies to your face. On Tuesday, CNN finally mentioned the trend for the first time, criticizing somebody for wearing an LGB mask. And that's not lesbian, gay, bisexual. It's (laughs) let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Wow. I said that was my editorial there. Editorial <laughs> aside, that's a deep cut. Like someone is not gonna know. No, that's what yeah, it means. absolutely. I it was... <laughs> They're gonna just saying. think it's like uh, a secret turf. signal. It's like yeah. you're in a secret club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like LBJ. <laughs> it's <laughs> trans exclusionary for, for turfs. Yeah, it's for turfs yeah. only. <laughs> Adding fuel to the LGB fire, CNN pretended some serious event had transpired. <laughs> they, of course, portrayed Stavist, that was the NBC reporter, as an innocent reporter who couldn't clearly hear what the NASCAR crowd was chanting. I always get amused, but also annoyed, when conservatives and progressives <laughs> criticize each other for doing what they themselves just did. <laughs> yeah. Blatant hypocrisy. I I find it amusing while also finding it annoying. (laughs) The cringe based dichotomy at play again. Very easy uh, sentence to follow there. I I definitely know what he was talking about. You'll find the same people tweeting, fuck Donald Trump. Again, it's censored. And he even says here, censored for publication. And then tweeting how Let's Go Brandon is an attack on the nobility and honor of politics. <laughs> Who Let's is not doing get started that? On how ridiculous that last phrase is. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess probably it's just some M- MSNBC libs. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard the F word before or never heard someone criticize the president other than Trump. Yeah. Well, you know, that that lady we talked to who explained Let's Go Brandon to us, she was like, I don't like using language like that. <laughs> but it's the only way you can get them. We can get them to listen to us. And yeah. I was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you're listening to this, Aaron, I have no problem with the F word uh, finding uh, stronger uh, purchase in politics in recent years. I think... 
I don't know. know. I think it's a little bit peppermint <laughs> for me. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we're talking about people who are like willingly subjecting millions of people to horrible a horrible life and a horrible death like i don't think it's yeah. a big deal to say fuck them you know <laughs> on the other hand beto o'rourke started saying swear words so like yes, then maybe yes. it's not really that cool anymore to... right it's well that's the thing it's like it's not over. it's not even like particularly shocking it, yeah. it's it's not a big deal that people say fuck in politics now shouldn't your kid has already heard it it was Many based times. and it's it's circled all the way around to cringe again. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Man, you should write a paper on that. <laughs> the cycles of base and cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Is Aaron Brown at ISU is he a journalism major? Um it says for someone who hates like the media so much. It says here that uh under the picture that you alluded to, it says he is a senior studying construction engineering. Okay. It's <laughs> important. I feel like this, I mean, maybe perhaps he hasn't thought of this or maybe he has. Like, this article is probably going to be on the internet after he graduates. Does he <laughs> think, like, this is going to help him get a job in that field or... I don't not that you have to do everything you do in college has to be right. like to get a job afterwards or whatever, but it's just interesting that he wants to publish a piece in the in the Iowa State paper when he's not a journalism major. Mm, yeah. Which is fine, which is great. But like yeah, is I engineering make- construction is this the type of go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He he's like making it clear like what kind of guy he is, like what he believes in. Uh and he's a senior, so it's like right before he's gonna be applying for the big construction engineering jobs and it's like, I don't know. Well, I, I still mean it, it's it sucks that, that life is like this, but like, you know, empl- employers who are looking to hire you in like HR departments are they're gonna look into who you are they're gonna google you (laughs) has any of us considered this podcast may harm our future employment (laughs) chances (laughs) great point (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) i mean let's go brandon (laughs) i mean i i yeah i'm I'm all for you know aaron expressing himself yeah it's passion man not not affecting his ability to to work and whatever but (laughs) yeah I just wonder if that's like a field where this is something that might help him out, like right. or I help don't know, or hurt or not. Yeah. And yeah, we should yeah, talk yeah. to Gavin about whether, like, how he feels about all the stuff he put out in Iowa State Daily when he was a journalism student. I think. <laughs> I wonder if he's embarrassed by any of his his student pieces. Anyway, what does LGB signify? Let's go, Brandon. Is what people chant when they are sick of hearing Biden go into old man ranting mode about vaccines, <laughs> as opposed to when Trump goes into old man ranting mode about vaccines. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Is the phrase people shout when they don't want Biden to take away their guns, their cars, or their jobs? Take away their cars. <laughs> <laughs> he loves cars. Yeah, he loves big old cars. <laughs> Yeah, his dad drove one. He drove it really well, according to him. He was a hell of a car driver. Oh, yeah, there's going to be electric Camaros and shit. Joe Biden's all (laughs) about cars, man. I thought he wanted us all to take the train (laughs) every day. Okay, yeah. He's a train guy. There's, yeah, two wolves inside Joe Biden, the train (laughs) train guy and the car guy. Let's go, Brandon, is a complaint against Biden for causing monetary inflation devaluing the dollars in your pocket. 
Let's go, Brandon, <laughs> is what you yell when you're angry at Biden because the federal government lies, cheats, and steals, but want to refrain from vulgar language. Stupid. Wow. Let's go, <laughs> Let's go, Brandon, is what you holler when you don't want your children <laughs> to be taught racism at school. <laughs> I like that he broke out the thesaurus for, like, what do people, like, yell, yeah, exclaim, right, right. holler? Yeah. Who? There was, uh, there was, what do people chant? What do people shout? Uh, complaint, yell, and now holler. <laughs> and he's just, <laughs> he's still got two more of these. So let's see what other words he figured out he could use. He here. is right that <laughs> all of those examples, let's go, Brandon, is shorter than all of the. True. <laughs> Like, oh, I hate inflation, Joe Biden, and you are causing it. Like, let's go, Brandon, is Very more true. succinct. Yeah. Let's, let's go, Brandon, is what you yell when you, what you really want to yell at Biden is, get your hand out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Brandon, is a general condemnation of the progressive statists on the political left in America. And those you pauses those were me doing leftists. scare quotes. <laughs> yeah, progressive statists and on the political left in America. I don't know what the scare quotes mean exactly. Like, I think we know who he's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> and the, the last one, let's go, Brandon, is a populist cry for unity as the state attempts to exert more control over our lives and take more of our stuff. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I am so sick of no one knowing what the fuck the word populist means. It's yeah. it's banned from the lexicon until people can learn. <laughs> no one wants any of your stuff, Aaron Brown, I promise you. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon, is a, a cry for unity. That's the best one. Like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be awesome if if we could all unite against Joe Biden, but I think we yeah. we hate Joe Biden for very different reasons. Let's and, get that horseshoe theory going again. <laughs> and the shit you're crying is explicitly not a call for unity. It's very much the opposite. <laughs> yeah, actually, never mind. <laughs> the media will continue to lie to you. Now, wait for it. This is great. Project Veritas continues to expose <laughs> the motives of media executives via leaked video and audio. <laughs> the media will lie to you, but not Project Veritas. Yeah. They do not God lie. Never God. lied. They have truth right in the name. Who <laughs> yes. got sued for lying? <laughs> Several times now, I have seen news organizations take footage from totally different places and pass it off as somewhere else to hype their story. What? C citation needed? <laughs> Can anyone translate? I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, like they took footage from somewhere and put a different like text underneath it? <laughs> I really don't know. There's no there's no links here to make it clear what he's talking about. Can you read it again? Yeah. Citations. But for context, when he said Project Veritas, that is a hyperlink that goes to uh, projectveritas.com. So in <laughs> case you... We're wondering wow. what that is. Uh, you can, hopefully, you can just click right on the name. Okay, let me read the sentence for you again. Several times now, I have seen news organizations take footage from totally different places and pass it off as somewhere else to hype their story. Is he talking about stock photos? <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, the only, the only thing I can think of is, do you remember when... Um, 
the Trump campaign ran that ad of like people jumping over what was supposed to be the U.S.-Mexico border fence, and it turned out to be like a completely other place in the world. Yeah. That's the only... Yeah, I don't remember the details, but yeah, I remember that. I know that's not what he's referencing, but... No, because that would be from the Trump campaign, which is all truthful. It's not like the media. Not like the media. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I'm finding it amusing, but also annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It's bordering on cringe for me, but it's still a little based. (laughs) Just a little bit based. I feel very unified with you guys right now, though, so maybe there's something to it. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Brandon. We yeah, shout we, it yeah, when we, we feel should reclaim it. Yeah, <laughs> we should reclaim it for leftists. This is our populist cry. <laughs> We're taking it back. Like how feminists can say, we can say bitch now. Yeah. Like, yeah. we can say, let's go, Brandon. Does that, a, uh, can, does that permission also extend to uh, male feminists, Stella? There's no such thing. <laughs> Oxymoron. Yeah. Okay, this this next sentence is I know we've been making a lot of jokes, but this is unironically based, okay? The state will continue secret experiments on you. And secret experiments is a link to an archive.org page with a bunch of documents about MK Ultra. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when you oh said that. Oh my god! Yeah, so me cool. too. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought it was gonna be the Doctor Fauci puppy torture experiments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, uh, it just just as easy as he can be based, he can also very quickly turn to cringe. The next sentence is: <laughs> a third of your money will continue to be taken. And that is a link to usdebtclock.org. Oh, oh my god! I love that website. It's just so fun. Oh just sitting god. staring at it, like, damn, that's yeah. a high yeah. number. Oh, that's an, even higher number. Wow! In total shock. <laughs> like, my god, how will we ever pay this down? <laughs> I'm, my heart is pounding. <laughs> definitely is not by taxing so any anyone. Definitely not by taxing anyone. It's funny you say that. Uh, it's either by sales tax property tax, income tax, some other tax, or as always, inflation. The incremental devaluing of your money as the Federal Reserve magically creates money out of thin air. Okay, that's based, though. What the Federal Reserve is doing is based. Is Uh, that what you mean? No, 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 no. The taxes are based. Federal Reserve is is still, I mean, yeah, they're still in the pockets of of the capital, but... Which is pretty fucking cringe, if you ask me. That's cringe. You're right. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, we can reach an agreement with libertarians about the Fed and say, yeah, yeah, modern monetary theory <laughs> and the Fed. It's so cringe. <laughs> the state will continue to spy on you. This is, of course, a link to uh, Edward Snowden stuff, uh, and more and more tell you how to live your life. Unfortunately, no link there. <laughs> how will what will we do? Yeah. How are they telling me? It. What what are they telling yeah. me to do? <laughs> Our civil liberties are being robbed. Raps Omar Shabazz in his version of "Let's Go Brandon." <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Why do folks not like Biden? 
top reason might be because he is the kind of slimy creature who has his staff search for a disabled guy named Brandon to distract or detract from the Let's Go Brandon memes <laughs> meaning. Are you saying there's a conspiracy that Joe Biden just found some guy named Brandon in a wheelchair and then he's using him to like deflect? <laughs> I have no idea what he's even talking about. That's pretty fucking smart, honestly. Joe Biden should do that. Have you seen anything about this uh, disabled guy no. named Brandon? Anyone? What news does Aaron consume where he sees this crazy shit? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Maybe that's where everything's like a different, <laughs> like different stock photos and stuff from different sources. Yeah. How great would it be though? Like the next State of the Union, Joe Biden walks up there and there's like a disabled. God, what do Americans love? Like a disabled veteran small business owner <laughs> named Brandon. Yeah. And Joe Biden's like, I think I speak for the country when I say, let's go Brandon. <laughs> let's, go, let, let's go Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he says that he said that that was the top reason that people might not like Joe Biden. That's, <laughs> that's the number one thing that's pissing everyone off about oh, yeah. Joe Biden. Is that he found some disabled guy named Brandon? <laughs> Jesus, he's trying to ruin our meme. Yeah, what the fuck? How did how did he refer to him? Like, what was exactly uh, the like copy? He called him a slimy creature. Oh, not Joe Biden, <laughs> the um, the man with the disability. All he said was uh, he called him a disabled guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I do hate it when uh, Democrats just like pig pile into the stupid culture war bullshit. So, I mean, yeah, that's. He's got a point if that is a thing that actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) Other reasons. So this takes second billing to uh, distracting from the meme. Other reasons include trying to take your money. You know, that we all hate that. Uh, Causing massive unemployment or pulling out of Afghanistan. (laughs) He couldn't pick the last one. Yeah, he's having a hard time making up his mind what the biggest thing is. (laughs) Okay, the, number one, though, is like a fake thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just get rid of that one and move the others up. Yeah. <laughs> People chant LGB because Biden caused supply chain shortages, but wants to take credit for fixing them. Perhaps it's because people know that every job the government creates is a job destroyed in the private sector. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's very sound. <laughs> very sound theory there. It's really a one-to-one kind of yeah, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, people also dislike Biden because he is increasingly senile but lacks the courage to resign. At the end of the day, Biden is too incompetent to be legitimately blamed for all the sinister things happening. You got to so, backtrack here, man. Would... What are you so upset about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would maybe argue that, like, if he's that senile, it's not a question of whether he has like the courage to resign, but even yeah. like if you're so senile, like yeah. when you reach senility, like you wouldn't, it's not a question of courage. You don't think you need to. How anymore. do you even know? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, to resign. Yeah. You don't know. You think yeah. you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, Personally, I think like, there should be an IQ, not that IQ means anything, but there should be an IQ <laughs> cap for any sort of politician. Like, let's say not over 110. Uh, cause I think, I think stupid people are not stupid people, average people, you know, it's just in the interest of anti-elitism, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that like, if you know what your IQ is, you should be barred from public okay, office because that better. means you're, you are either like, uh, 
a rich kid who went to like yeah. super prestigious schools or you're just a weirdo narcissist who wants yeah. to know how smart you are yeah mensa you know, objectively guy. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i like i don't know i don't know what my iq is so i think it's i can fake. represent the i can represent <laughs> the common man much better than someone with uh, a fake number yeah. 180 or whatever <laughs> yeah a racist uh number yeah. as well right yeah, yeah. i mean th- yeah there is a the color of your skin weighs very heavily on the the IQ number. It's like yeah. white white is like plus a hundred just right there. You know? If you passed a bar <laughs> exam, then you're also out. <laughs> out. It's it's so fake. One time I had someone like sincerely at my place of employment ask what Hogwarts house I'm in. <laughs> And that's what it reminds me of. I yeah, was like, yeah, what are yeah. what are you talking about? That's not yeah. real. I was just yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, that's the thing that I would just know. That's yeah. what did I feel you, like IQ is. What did you come up with, though? Yeah, which one did you say? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff. It's fine. Yeah. I Aww. I think if, if I was asked, that is the cutest name of a house. Yeah. 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 Aren't they supposed to be like the... Um, the simple folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not too smart, not too brave, but not evil. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the tweet that's like, there are four kinds of children, smart, smart, brave, evil, and miscellaneous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think if I was asked that in like an office environment, I would say Ravenclaw, which in- implies, I think, that you are like introverted and don't want to talk to them anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, Biden is too incompetent to be legitimately blamed for all the sinister things happening. He can barely answer simple questions in a town hall meeting and struggles to read a long sentence off of the teleprompter without mumbling. True. But if he's not willing to resign and move to the nursing home where he belongs, (laughs) then he deserves some criticism. Okay, I don't think a president is really going to end up in a nursing home. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I don't think he's quite that far yet either. (laughs) Yeah, he's... He's got a lot of money. I don't know if you know Pretty that. Pretty sure but, he'll yeah. have like 12 home health aids. Like he's wealthy not getting people, sent to like. Yeah. Wealthy people who own mansions in Delaware typically don't get tossed in the, the old folks home. The dishonest people throughout the ranks of the national media deserve some criticism too. Let's go, Brandon. And then you can imagine a mic drop there. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That's the piece. Isn't that awesome? Man, that's so good. Uh, and there was one one comment. It, yeah, it said it was updated, but they didn't like note any updates through the article. So I probably know, edited they... out some racism. <laughs> <laughs> There's one comment, though, from uh, Seymour Trout, who I think is just some lo- local crank <laughs> who comments on every Iowa local, State Daily uh, paper. Angler. <laughs> <Yeah>. Local fisherman. <laughs> Seymour Trout. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've actually seen Gavin like talk about this guy, Seymour Trout. <laughs> and uh, Seymour said, well said. <laughs> Thanks, Seymour. <laughs> Big fan of this article. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that wouldn't fly at University of Iowa. <laughs> well, they did have that one guy writing articles for them, that like 30-year-old guy. <laughs> he said, like, fuck them kids. It's okay if your kids die. Yeah. I forget the guy's name, but he, like, I think they fired him last summer or something. <laughs> but, yeah, they're mostly uh, libs over there at the Daily Iowan. 
Well, uh, yeah, do we, I would like to just sort of, you know, even though we haven't been paying close attention to the local elections, I do want to repeat the endorsements of the Des Moines Defender and the Des Moines Mutual Aid people and all that and say that if you are in a ward that's voting for these people, you should vote for Indira Shoemaker, Brandy Weber, and Justin Lewis. I think that's sound advice. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> consensus, consensus picks. Yeah, yeah. If you're in Iowa City voting for city council, do not vote for Jason Glass. Yeah. Do not be fooled because he <laughs> plays the saxophone. Yes. He is not cool. Yes, take it, take it from us, uh, local saxophone experts. Uh, we do not <laughs> consider Jason to be one of ours. Mm-mm. No, he is a false. He is co-opting the image of the saxophone for his own political gains, much like. <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, no. And you know how that worked out for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a labor-heavy episode, you know, and <laughs> you know that Bill Clinton was a disaster. Google so don't be Jason Glass, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I... If you're in Coralville, uh, High Win is also, she's cool. She's running for her seat again, even though she just won the seat in a special election a year ago. She has to run again. Uh, I do think she's cool enough to vote for, so that's the seal of approval from me. High Win for Coralville City Council. And if you live in Cedar Rapids, uh, <laughs> don't fucking vote for Brad Hart. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, uh, also don't vote for Tiffany O'Donnell. But don't vote for that weirdo guy either. Yeah. Just don't vote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Probably, probably vote for Amara Andrews, but I'm not, like, super in- impressed by her either. But <laughs> of, of the options, she's certainly better than the others. You're advocating for the lesser of evils? <laughs> <laughs> That's if you want to vote. If you want to but, vote. But okay. Keep in mind that the mayor of Cedar Rapids is not a particularly important seat. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do think uh, Tamara Marcus is cool. She's running against uh, incumbent Dale Todd. So I, I will say she's pretty cool. She's been like a climate activist for a long yeah. time. So I, I do think she's worth, worth I, filling yeah. the bubble in for. I think Amara Andrews or Tiffany O'Donnell would call the National Guard if there was a derecho. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiffany O'Donnell is like a also like pretending she's not a Republican, but she's super conservative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, my personal prediction: Tiffany O'Donnell's probably going to win that. Just as the she's got the TV TV yeah. lady thing. Yeah, we love TV ladies here. We know yep. we know how powerful the TV lady trait is, is. in Iowa. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always I'm always wrong at predicting, but I am going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be Amara because I think she has the most donations. She took the most donations. And she does seem to have the most uh, grassroots support. But yes, it is uh, a a very off year for elections. So it kind of depends on who actually votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing I guess I should acknowledge, uh, I was wrong about the redistricting thing, okay? I'm very ashamed of myself. <laughs> I was wrong, too. <laughs> Shout out to Laura Bellin. <laughs> <laughs> she was right. Yep. She corrected me, and it turns out she she was right. Let this be a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Laura Bellin. 
Ne- never again she, will I ever. She's, uh, she's in the shit, you know. <laughs> talk about a, a bunch of shit I don't really know anything about and make bold claims. <laughs> I, I promise to never do it again. <laughs> Before tomorrow. <laughs> okay, well, I think we've said all we need to say, right? Yeah. Never cross the pickup pick uh, picket line. Pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> never ever use a pickup line or cross a picket line. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to cross a picket line with a pickup, uh, make sure there's a lot of Mountain Dew in the back. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Share with your your fellow workers. Uh, thanks again to Chris Larson for joining us for the beginning of the episode. He knows so much more about what's going on than we do, so that was very helpful. <laughs> He's a gang. You keep saying that, and it hurts every time. <laughs> like it hurts. He's, you know, like you said about Laura being in the shit. He's in the shit. He knows. Mm-hmm. He sees it every day. Uh, and we haven't mentioned this, but uh, Iowa City Mutual Aid has been organizing, collecting supplies for uh, locals all around the state, and uh, even in like Illinois and stuff. Uh, people who are are not quite as well-stocked as the Atomo local. Uh, Stephanie's doing a really good job of getting supplies to people. So I'll probably She's put so a link. She's so cool. In. You should follow her yeah, on Stephanie Twitter. Rocks. If you yeah, search definitely. Stephanie, I see mutual aid. Yeah. So yep. I will, uh, I'll dig up a link so you can like uh, contribute to what she's doing to yep. help out Des Moines the, DSA the smaller locals. Has also been helping out. Yeah, I yeah, think they the brought all propane that propane drive ended. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely chipped in. But yeah, very happy to see all this stuff. Uh, keep keep standing together, everybody. Uh, someday we will have no boss at all. Look forward to it. <laughs> all right. Oh, I will. Off. Thanks, everybody. Go Brandon, but we all know what the saying means. Let's go.